Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for joining us both here and in person and those of you at home. Clearly, I am not Pastor Dave. So I encourage you to kind of focus your eyes up here a little bit more and pretend that it's Pastor Dave up here today. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Lisa Bovey, and I'm the Director of Small Groups Ministries here at King of Kings. Um, Pastor Dave and Pastor Kelsey took a large group of kids from King of Kings to camp this past week and um, promptly came home, and they're all ill. So because of that, you've got the stand-in. Yay! Um, we'll be celebrating Holy Communion this morning, so hopefully y'all received... Um, a communion kit on your way in. For those of you at home, if you need to take a little bit of time to get your bread and wine, please do so. And we will be uh, celebrating Holy Communion after the sermon this morning. Some announcements for today. We now have a fully staffed nursery at the 11 o'clock service. Um, please feel free to stop by and talk to these people. They are doing a wonderful job and they are... Uh, well-versed in how to handle all these different ages of kids. Um, if any of you are new to us this morning, please be sure to stop by the table over um, on your left as you come out so we can share a welcome gift with you. I also want to announce that the books that we will be uh, reading for our King of Kings book club in September and again in November are still sitting out on the counter if anybody wants to look through them. Um, I'm actually going to have you talk to Bobby because she's already read one of them and she can fill you in on what it's like. Um, immediately following our 11 o'clock service this morning, we're going to start to pack up meals for kids for hunger. We're trying to pack 10,000 meals, so we still need your help. I'm going to introduce Steve right now, and Stephen, if you would please introduce yourself, he's going to give a little bit of a uh, update on what this is. Awesome. Thank you. And and just for clarification's sake, we're not kids for hunger, we're kids against hunger. Right? That's important. Right? Kids against hunger. So I was told I got 60 seconds, I got the stop clock going, let's get to it. So my name is Stephen McBee, I'm with Kids Against Hunger, and we're here to work with you guys, partner with you guys to help feed 10,000 hungry children. We also have another co-ministry that we're working with called Convoy of Hope out of Springfield, Missouri. They'll be using the majority of our food to feed one of, uh, or to feed 10,000 of their 217,000 orphans that they have in their school system in six of the hardest parts of the world. So the impact that you guys are going to make today is not only going to make a difference in your heart today, but it's also going to make a huge difference in some hungry little hearts that you have to understand, if you're starving, you can't hear the gospel. And so Convoy of Hope uses this food to open up doors, to open up hearts, uh, to spread the gospel. Hopefully you guys can make it happen today at 11 o'clock. We'll be right back there. 10,000 meals. It's going to be a good time. 55 seconds. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Um, I, if anybody still finds that they have some time this afternoon, please join us. Now I invite you to stand. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray. And you gladly give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us your abundant mercy. Forgive us those things that weigh on our conscience. And give us your goodness that comes only through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.
Please be seated. Sisters and brothers, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus uh, and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our gospel reading today is found in Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to this time of trial. Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has... has, I apologize. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will you give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those of you who ask him? This is the end of the reading. So, luckily, Pastor Dave had already written the sermon for today. So, as I reminded you earlier, pretend, you have to look a little taller, that this is Pastor Dave. And I'm going to read this as if Pastor Dave were giving you this sermon. And as he said, these verses would be easier to preach on if there weren't so, excuse me, many issues going on in our world today. The new reality of COVID and how it feels, like as soon as we make progress, another strain comes out. The division in our country between left and right, black and white, gay and straight, pro-choice, pro-life, the gun violence that continues to rock the country every day. It's all been kind of overwhelming, hasn't it? So many issues, so much pain, so many hospitalizations and death. For us to read these verses and wonder not how to pray, but why we pray at all. So I don't have to ask how many of us have had moments when life seems overwhelming. Yes? 
if not unbearable. So when God feels incredibly far away, and maybe it begins to make us wonder why we even bother to pray. The two ways often taken to preaching these verses are either to take the opportunity to teach people how to pray or to encourage persistence in prayer. Both ways can make for a really great sermon. But it's so hard to get past all that's going on in our country, in our state, in our church, and our families. Wrestling with the questions, does God answer prayer? If so, why are some of my prayers not answered? Even if God does, can I really pray for anything? Healing, wealth, relationships, and expect God to answer. And if God doesn't seem to answer, does that mean I didn't pray correctly? I prayed wrong? These are especially difficult, if not impossible, questions to answer, at least not without offering some kind of simplistic explanation like, God always answers prayer, but sometimes the answer is no. I mean, that's not exactly what Jesus says here, and if the answer is no, how do we live with that when the questions and prayers are about healing a loved one with cancer or bringing an end to the violence? or providing a way out of an abusive relationship, when the prayers that are that intense, that desperate, we all struggle thinking that sometimes the answer is no. And is that helpful in any way? So I said, Pastor Dave said, all of this makes sense. These verses before us it makes it really hard to preach on them. But the more he thought about this, something occurred to him about prayer. I often think of it, he says, as a passive activity. Not passive in the sense that I don't believe what I pray or that I don't care deeply about what I'm praying about. No, what I mean is that it can be passive in the sense that I assume prayer is about praying, and then waiting around until God answers or doesn't answer. But what if that's not the case? What if prayer isn't simply a request I send to God, but rather is more a part of a more active and full relationship with God? Prayer from this point of view is less like putting a message in a bottle and sending it adrift in the sea, and more like a regular conversation that we have with others with whom we are in a relationship. I've wondered about this before, he says, when reading Paul's encouragement in the book of Timothy to pray without ceasing. I don't that he think he meant spending the whole, the whole day stretched out, hands folded, eyes closed, praying. Instead, I think... Paul imagined our whole lives are thinking and acting in very being as an offering to God in prayer. With regard to what I read from Luke's gospel, what occurs to me is the importance of how we translate one particular word, anadia, in Greek. Everybody say anadia. 
So there's your Greek for the day. Luckily, it's an easy one. Anadia is usually translated as persistence, like it was for us in verse 8. But a better translation might be the word shameless. In other words, our prayers to God ought to be bold, they ought to be audacious, and they ought to be unfailingly confident. So the question I'm wondering just now is, how would we act if our prayers were offered to God confidently? Trusting that God will respond so much more generously than any earthly parent. As it says in verse 13. Perhaps then, maybe we wouldn't just sit back and wait for God to answer, but we'd actually start moving and get to work. Actually start living into the reality of what we're praying for. So rather than pray for someone who is lonely, maybe I'd go visit. Rather than pray for an end to violence, maybe I'd campaign against the legality of military-grade semi-automatic weapons or protest police use when police use unnecessary force or go visit the police station to tell officers that I'm grateful for their service and pray for their safety. So on, so on, fill in the blank. Lord, I know this, I, look, I know this doesn't answer all our questions about prayer, and it certainly doesn't ease the pain of when we feel our prayers are not heard at all. But it does invite us to imagine that as we live into the future we pray for, we are in fact praying shamelessly. As we comfort those in need, or we visit those imprisoned, feed those who are hungry, just like this afternoon, We are praying shamelessly and perhaps being used by God as an answer to another person's or even our own prayer. We have an opportunity this week, friends, to perhaps challenge how we think of prayer. At times, prayer is words we say alone in moments of thanksgiving, quietness, or desperation. At times, prayer is words that we share with others, gathered in the sanctuary or around a hospital bed. And at other times, prayer is action and work, as we try to live into and even bring about those things that we've prayed. All of this can be praying shameless, praying with confidence that the God who came to us in Jesus understands our hurts and disappointments. Because that Jesus took those on. Because Jesus not only endured the life we lived, but died the death that awaits us and was raised again to show that even death doesn't have the last word and all things are possible for God. And so we pray with confidence, trusting that if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will God give us as we embrace God's Holy Spirit and live as well as speak our prayers. There are so many people who need our prayers. Prayers understood as words, actions, and the very life we live each and every day. People who are dying and don't need to. People who are lonely and welcome friendship. 
People who are excluded and waiting to be invited in. All kinds of people. So let's get started praying. And let's not leave it at words this week. Let's do it shamelessly. Amen. For our prayers this morning, we're going to have multiple prayers with me ending, as always, Lord, in your mercy, and you responding with your our prayer. Instead of me saying each prayer, I'm going to give you the topic, and you pray what's on your heart in regards to that topic. And please know that there's not a right or a wrong way to pray. And in the moments where you don't know what to say, God knows what's in your heart. Let us pray. We pray for all of God's people. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for creation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are overlooked or oppressed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those hurting or in need of healing. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for ourselves and what's going on in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Since we have great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and in faith, shamelessly, as we pray the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I invite you now to take out your communion kits, or your bread and wine for those of you at home, as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Then again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you today and keep you always in God's grace. And all God's people say, Amen. Finally, it is important that we ask for your financial support today. None of the ministries, the amazing work here at King of Kings that God does is possible without your help. Every little bit makes a profound difference in how we care for God's people. Also, it's good to share that. I'm going to share today that through your generosity, with the money still expected to come in, we will have raised enough in addition to our regular offering to cover all 10,000 meals that we'll be packing this afternoon. And everyone here made a difference. Finally, may you receive this blessing. The God of peace. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you and comfort you and show you the path of life this day and always. Amen. Go in peace, praying shamelessly, and share the good news.